Hey, I'm Jerry Springer. I'm Gene Galvin. And we're the Elevator Comics. We perform in some of the best elevators in the country, telling eye-watering jokes in as few as two floors. But we want to entertain a car full of conventioneers stuck on the 14th floor for 40 minutes. Call your favorite hotel and tell them that you want the Elevator Comics on your next ride. We're the hottest new act in the laughing world. I seen Springer and Galvin in a hotel elevator in Jackson, Mississippi, and they was hilarious. Best two floor ride of my life. Hey, Jerry, what were you saying to that guy in the lobby? He was telling me you just bought the best hearing aid money can buy. I said, yeah, what kind is it? He said, four o'clock. The elevator comics were fast, topical, and usually family friendly. But when the sun goes down, so do we. Our sizzling adult set starts nightly at nine. The elevator comics. You'll never take the stairs again. Guy says to me the other day on one of the rides, ballroom, please. I said, sorry, I didn't know I was crowding you. (laughs) Okay, sixth floor, folks. Enjoy your stay and call the front desk if you need extra towels. Watch your step getting off. We've got to pay the insurance bill. Elevator comics are brought to you by Up and Down Productions. Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, very far away. I'm Megan Hills introducing Jerry Springer. Well, thank you, Megan. Thank you. Where, Megan, where are you? I'm in Orlando, Florida. Oh, we do the uh, podcast here in Ludlow, Kentucky. Yeah, I, I got that wrong. My bad, Jer. My bad. Yeah. No, what happened? Because <laughs> you, you said you would be here. I, I, well, I thought I was going to be there. However, some uh, airlines had some other plans for me. So I'm still in Orlando. Were you thrown off the plane? <laughs> I, I wasn't thrown off the plane. All of us were thrown off the plane. The whole thing got from a 12 p.m. flight to a 4.30 flight. It was quite delightful. Wow, so oh. it was like uh, they overbooked and threw all of you off? All of us, yes, one yeah. by one. We all got yeah, escorted yeah. off. Some of us yeah. got tased. It was quite the How many, I got you, yeah. How many people do they put on a plane? I, I didn't really get Jerry. I'm just, no, I'm just I, teasing. <laughs> he can't, Megan, he can't relate to any of this because he... No, no, Jerry, Jerry's a man of the people. You know, he has one golf shirt and one Gulfstream airplane. You one Gulfstream, yeah. yep. <laughs> Yeah, my, my plane landed just fine at Lincoln uh, d- uh, today. Yeah. Well, oh. not all of us have your life, Jer, so, you know. No, I'm just saying. No, I'm, I'm stuck down here in Orlando. I'm just advising you, buy a plane. Don't be silly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll talk to my boss about that, Jerry. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, oh, I, I said to Jerry when I heard you were going to be delayed, like until tomorrow morning you're delayed, I said, we'll send the golf stream down. And he said, Megan, who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is this, Megan? I totally yeah. believe that, Gene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Megan, uh, this is disturbing, and Jerry as well. So I get emails, and yeah. some of them are really kind of nice, and you know, they, they always say how much they love Megan and that she's sort of a calming influence and, and all that. 
No, Megan, basically. And, and I got this. But Megan, I got this email. And it says, it's uh, from Carolyn from Portland, Oregon. And it says, I've been on your website and listened to the raft of recorded phone calls to your show's answering service. I've heard calls from First Lady Melania Trump. Right. And Coulter, some right-wing whack named Denise Compton, Britney Spears, yep. Kellyanne Conway, and others. Question, says Carolyn from Portland, Oregon, are these real or fake? Or is Gene throwing his voice? If it's Gene doing these impersonations, he's damn good. Props yeah. to Gene. <laughs> Megan, of course, are you doing them, Jerry? Those calls are as real as my show. That's what I was thinking. Well, I would say the same thing. My, my The calls are as Quip. accurate Quip. And, and legitimate as Jerry's show. Yeah. No, and, and they are, as far as we know, those are the yeah, people. All we know is they come they on. They looked the us up in machine. the yellow pages. Do they have yellow pages? No, there are no yellow pages. Stop it. <laughs> and my wife, uh, Bonnie, said... Uh, is Megan doing those? And I said, Megan is a businesswoman. Megan has a professional career. It's not likely she's doing like vaudeville, goofy stuff yeah. of doing fake stuff. And I've never heard you do anything like that anyway. No, these so we're not putting that. We're not putting that's that on you. That's too tawdry, Gene. I don't do tawdry. No, <laughs> that's right. Hey, David uh, Pruce, our technical producer, just handed me this. Hang on a second. David, you just got the, yeah, apparently this just came in. This is what I call a rip and read. I'm just going to read this. I have Yeah, you haven't read it yet is no, what you're saying. It's, uh, oh, my God. This is – check this out. It's on the corporate letterhead. Oh, It's from good. the director of programming, Jason Dolliber. Oh, Who the yeah. hell is that? He's the head of oh, programming. that's the guy that yeah. that meeting just sat and looked at us the whole time. Oh, right. Remember? Right, right. Yeah. While Jody, just, the head of the company, was yeah. talking, he just stared at us. It says, quote – He's not comfortable with us. I don't think he is. No. It says, it says, it's come to our attention that you may be posting on your website and playing on the air phone calls from notable Americans that may not be real. Oh. Notable in, Americans. That's what it says. These in people this, are real. In this Melania time, Trump is real. In this time of great scrutiny from the new administration about uh, spreading fake content, oh. this must stop are you doing this we're not doing that i'm gonna please i'm gonna say no we're not i doing can this. honestly say i am not doing this we're not doing this and then it says oh wait a second look at this what? it says and this is in caps please do not read this email on the air <laughs> yeah see david set me up on this he knows that i don't have the yeah. discipline or the brains yeah. Why he knows scan I'm like dumber than a roll it. of barbed wire. Like, oh, yeah. you give it to Gene. Yeah. <laughs> he won't read it. It says, do not read this on the air, nor discuss this concern of ours on the air. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe, yeah. So, huh. if, and, and, and so, it, so let's not read it on the air. <laughs> right. We'll not read so it. So read that, that again, air. please. I couldn't hear you the first time. <laughs> yeah. Now, hey, uh, Jerry, Megan and I wanted to ask you this. Uh, I don't know that I advise you to give the answer, but we have to ask. We, at the production dinner last Tuesday, yeah. Megan, you remember this? Oh, We no. saw some photos, which Jerry, yeah. you know, like stupidly showed, oh, look at this. And he got out his cell phone and he showed us these pictures. And would you agree, Megan, 
he told us the story, which I'm going to beg him to tell here on the air. And I will oh, tell he you, has to. Yep. Megan, well, would you agree this it could, is probably the best Jerry Springer story ever? And it's one of my favorites, for it sure. Beats, well, it, hey, wait, it even beats the one where you're in a restaurant, rest, yeah, a restaurant bathroom in it, some Italian city. Capri. Capri. <laughs> and you basically, and I'm just going to tell it like it is, parents, put your hands over your kids' ears. You basically pissed all over yourself and then you had to go outside in the middle of the day on the streets of Capri. First of all, it was the evening. Thank you. <laughs> That's true. You peed all over yourself. You thought your deal was out and it wasn't. You just peed all over yourself. Isn't that true? But the point of that story was my quick thinking. Yeah, which was what? Well, you know, this was like 10 years ago, and the fashion was to wear those. The pants you wore were wide leg pants, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I did what I did, and <laughs> and suddenly I realized, oh my god! Because you know, you they have a guys will know this when you're in a restaurant or whatever, and there's a urinal. Often on top of the urinal on the wall is like a newspaper or sports page, sports office. page, and you so you just in there read. So I'm there reading, and all of a sudden, oh, this is warm. <laughs> <laughs> and I warm. go, oh my, oh well, this is horrible. Yeah, and it's they were light colored <laughs> pants, so there was no way this. I mean, just now, and you know, there are enough people there that knew who I was. What am I going to do? There's, you know, and if put your guys, put yourself in this position. What would you do, guys? Uh, anybody here ever peed on themselves in a restroom? <laughs> I, oh, we got go. a couple hands yeah. going. You up. must be in politics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, but very quick thinking. Well, it wasn't that quick because I was there thinking, oh, my gosh. And Mickey is waiting outside. Your wife. wife is yeah. waiting outside for me. And so I suddenly had this great idea because I'm standing there. And there are people behind me waiting their turn. So I had to think. <laughs> so I quickly turned around. I went to the sink. And I threw water <laughs> all over me as if, you know, shirt and everything. So no one thinks it's that. The sink exploded and got water all over me. So I go outside and Mickey says, what the? <laughs> and I said, honey, the, you know, the faucet at the sink, it's just one of those things you hit and then it exploded. And there was water. I got drenched. I put it on my glasses, my face, my hair, everything. So, and then I told her the story. Is that a great Jerry Springer story? Yeah. All right. But we not got as one good. better. We got we one got, better. Well, this, we got one better. This yeah, th this wasn't anything. You are going to tell it. Uh, you going to tell it? Oh, I want you to tell no, it. No, I, I really should. But you really should. No, it, nothing what scandal. is he telling? I don't even know the story. Tell it, Jerry. It, this is the... <laughs> You well, a family member wanted, you know, we're, we're looking for plots to be buried, you know, and um, <laughs> so when you're my age, that's what you do. So we, but anyway, this was me, this was another member of my family, and my parents are already in the plot, 
and they wanted to move the plot a little bit so it could be larger and more family members could be part of it. And better view, better, higher at, ground. Yeah, a nice tree, and they could put a bench <laughs> there. So basically, I was at, would you be okay if we moved mom and dad? Um, Wait a minute. It's called the disinterment. Can like, they and dig up that? No, it, it's called, I didn't know anything about it. It's a disinterment where they literally pick the coffin. You know, they dig, get the coffin, and they move it to the new <laughs> location. Well, it struck me as this is crazy, but... You know, I said, fine, if that's what you want to do, yeah. you know, I'm fine. And they've been gone over 31 years, 31 and 32 years. So, but now it's the day and I fly to uh, Virginia place. where yeah. they are and go to the cemetery. And, oh, my God, they're, they're the, there's the new plot with the, the grave and, and their mom and dad's coffin down in the new grave. And it's just, it was just eerie. So you saw your parents like... Well, it, it was crazy. a closed coffin, I gotta say. <laughs> well, not your parents, but like your parents' casket. You saw yeah. them. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, and it really, you know... And, and it was a they good have quality a cer- ca- uh, coffin because that was still... Oh, the finest. Oh, the finest. After how and, many yeah. years? And After they how did many a, years? 31 years. 31 years. They, well, here's... Just, yes, and here's... So the... Me, the words rest in peace don't have total no. meaning within your words. It has nothing to do with it. <laughs> well, Thank plus, you, when the rabbi initially said this is their, you know, 31 years ago, this is their final resting place, he lied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and here's another thing that's really, and, and, you know, and then there was a nice service, and, you know, I'm Joe. It was sad. Pictures taken and everything? Well, I showed you the. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, yeah. So then this relative of mine says, Come on, let's take a picture. So we're standing. She's smiling. No, like, because it's yeah. a photograph. Yeah, like, yeah. like a selfie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I said, what are you smiling for? This is, you know, so anyway. But oh, here's the weirdest part. The photo, like, like smiling like you're at Disney World? That's cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like Disney World. So we yeah. took another one where I said, let's not smile for this one, okay? Yeah, let's and, see. Uh, <laughs> and there was the rabbi. He gave a nice service, a little t- talk and it was nice so it was nice but here's the weirdest part it's when we came to america for the first year we lived in an immigrant hotel in manhattan new york and then we moved to the apartment house that i was raised in my parents lived in that apartment house it was rent control for 31 years and now after they've been in their grave for 31 years we move them again Every yeah. 31 <laughs> years, <laughs> my folks move. But always to a better neighborhood. It's a lovely neighborhood. Always to a nicer neighborhood. <laughs> I am going to burn for telling it. So, but anyway, that's... I got a call coming in. I don't know if I should take this. No, oh, I'll, yes, I'll say no. It's my relative. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> hey, uh, Megan, do you remember about <clears throat> one year ago, you and I conned Jerry Springer <clears throat> into flying all of us to Cuba for about a week. Yeah. So we went totally. all, all went down there time. on his dime <laughs> on, you know, we said, oh, yeah. the, the podcast has to have uh, episode. Actually, it was a very good episode about Cuba. Actually, it was very good. Yeah. Turned out, turned out to be great. We appreciate that. was a great that. trip. But there's a problem with doing that, Jerry. When, when we realize that you have a lot of dough, we observe it. We don't know numbers. We'd love to know the numbers. <laughs> I mean, if, just put me in touch with your account. Have I not revealed I'll... enough about yeah, I my family already? I know. Do we now have to I go know. to my books? 
When <laughs> Trump shows his taxes, <laughs> I'll show how much money I have. Okay. Not a second before. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you have unleashed something in us. Uh, no, that's we, we're been a positive thought. So we want... <laughs> We want. We no, want more money. No, no. Well, I mean, Megan's arguing. <laughs> we're making just, another trip. Well, that's what I think we're going to propose. Megan's arguing, just give us the money and forget about like vouchers or something. Write his checks. Right, no, no I'll, I'll make it happen. Just give us the money. Yeah, just give us the money. <laughs> yeah. No, what we want to do is, and I think this is a brilliant idea. I think this is amazing. We want to do the first podcast in space. Okay, you want to do that. Right, Megan? <laughs> Is it polite to say you're an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have to tell you. Because if it's not I'm polite, not I won't say it. That. No, that's no, yeah. no, fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> you notice I don't get defensive? Yeah. Like, oh, you can't call me that. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. What's a, I guess so we're going to tell these jokes in, in space that that <laughs> well, adds to the quality? I know. Well, yeah. it's, it's unique. It it, be. It, it'll be, and someone will do a podcast from space. It so will. why That's not? That's my us? point. Why not us? Yeah. Why not? Even if it's just a low orbit, what they call a well, shallow. Well, they have people orbit. now signing up for space. To, you That's know, in the my private. Point. Yeah. There are companies that take yeah, that take, will yeah. take people into space. Why can't we be one of those and do a podcast? That is space? one where I will send you. <laughs> yeah, right. Just I don't need me. to go to Do I to get that? to be on the inside I'll go to of the Cuba. capsule or do you think yeah. duct tape me take, to the outside? Take a walk. Take a walk. <laughs> yeah, take a space walk. <laughs> yeah. I guess it ain't happening, Megan. I tried. I'm okay with that, Gene. Are I you? shouldn't be in oh, space. You wouldn't? I, I was okay with Cuba. Oh, really? You wouldn't go into space? You would not like that? No. Not with you, no. <laughs> oh, that's oh. fair. So again, I, I would go, but I'd be afraid I'd pee in my pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you get out of that? I don't know. Hey, by the way, we have uh, James Weston coming up uh, to perform oh. tonight. James yeah, Weston. Hey. Oh, I wish I could be there to hear him. I love James Weston. Along with Hannah uh, Matthew, who is going to accompany him. And by the way, James, uh, I call James. And for that matter, Hannah, who are live in the same house, different floors, unrelated, uh, but they are kind of artists in residence in Ludlow, Kentucky, because sure. Ludlow's getting all these performing creative class people moving in, and uh, James is an example of that. So he's really good. We're going to hear from him in a few minutes. Jerry, I wanted to ask you a question. You shocked me driving over here when you said there are some, you know, some good things, or at least a good thing that Trump has done. And I thought, what are you talking about? Yeah. I, and so I wanted to ask you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, there is, yeah, there was one thing that he's done or affirmatively hasn't done that I'm prepared to give him, if he sticks with it, some credit for. And it was, I sensed a heartbeat with Trump. First time I realized there was a heartbeat. And it's on this issue. Uh, President Obama, which is the last justifiably elected president we've had, uh, President Obama had signed an executive order banning discrimination against the uh, LGBT community 
in you know lesbian, gays, uh, bisexual, transgender, banning discrimination in the federal workplace or with contractors that do federal work, have federal contracts, that you are not allowed to discriminate against uh, lesbian, gays, bisexual, transgender. And, you know, we're not surprised at all that President Obama would have signed that. In February of this year, when Trump was already president, he was given, there was word that he was given an executive order to sign, which would have reversed that rule, that executive order. In other words, thereby, you could discriminate against lesbian and gays in the, in the workplace, in a federal workplace. And Trump has so far decided he's not signing it. So a few days ago, 51 right-wing members of Congress, Republican members of Congress, and one of them is uh, Representative, Ohio Representative Warren Davidson, who seems to be the leader of this group. They signed a letter to President Trump saying, please sign that executive order reversing the order against no discrimination. In other words, let there be discrimination. And their grounds is on the grounds of preserving a person's religious liberty. The specific examples they give is if it's against someone's religion to be working with lesbians or gays, or in a sense endorsing it. If, if let's say you're a doctor in a federal you know, in a hospital with federal funding or whatever, and you religious grounds don't want to perform the abortion, etc. Well, here's my thought. Let's talk about the lesbian and gays first on this whole religious liberty argument. It's nonsense because we all know it has nothing to do with religious liberty. No one is asked to violate their own religion simply because there happens to be a lesbian or gay or a transgender person working with you on this federal project or in this federal building. I mean, really? How do you think you're going to hell because there's someone working with you who's lesbian or gay? It's just total, total nonsense. It is done only for the political purpose of trying to pick up people that are let's say, on the Christian right, and pick up some votes by doing that. If you don't like gays, by the way, don't date them. You know? If you don't want to marry a gay, don't propose. No one is forcing you. Your marriage is never ruined because someone living down the block is living with a gay person or is gay themselves. Right? It has nothing to do with your life. So... Just get over that. Now, one of the things this group really doesn't like is the idea that they could be forced, if they get federal contracts, to offer health insurance that would include birth control, you know, payments for a woman's birth control. And they are arguing that if, if we have strong 
anti-birth control religious beliefs. We don't want to be forced to have to offer insurance for that. Even then, if you don't want to use birth control, don't. How is your religion hurt by the fact that someone that has a different religion or whatever, even the same religion but doesn't believe as you do, wants to be covered for the birth control? Why can't, can we just keep our noses out of other people's lives? It's not our business. It should be so basic. And if you're a politician, really, is that the reason you went into politics? To interfere in other people's lives, which has nothing to do with the development of society? It's, it's so unthinking. It's so indecent. Look, I'm Jewish. I'm not Orthodox. But if I were an Orthodox Jew, I would not be allowed to work on Saturday. So you know what? I wouldn't take a job that required me to work on a Saturday. So if this is so offensive to you, and that's your decision, I'm not saying you shouldn't be offended if you don't want to be offended, but then don't take that job. There's no necessity for you to take a job that the part of the job is something that forces you to do something or requires you to do something that you are just uncomfortable with religiously or for whatever reason. Don't take the job. If I were an Orthodox Jew, I would not work in a bacon factory. You know, just make those choices, but don't interfere with other people. And so, what I like about Donald Trump, to bring this full circle, is either on his own, or because Ivanka got to him, or his kids got to him, or whatever, he is resisting this pressure or whatever it is, and not signing that. So I think it's important that those of us who never have anything good to say about him, to be honest, or very rarely, I want to give him credit. Because look, in these next four years, we can't be shooting at everything that moves. You know, if there is a, an issue, you know, not everything that Trump does do we suddenly have a march about. We have to pick those things that are really important. And when the people on the other side do something that we support, if we don't say rah-rah and we support you for that, then what is the incentive of anyone ever changing their mind on any of these issues? So I say to my Democrat liberal friends, no. Trump is good on this? By God, thank you, Donald Trump. You're good on this. Stay with it. Don't have him change your mind. There is, I felt a pulse. I felt a heartbeat. <laughs> Stick with it. You can be a good person and not interfere in other people's lifestyles, their religions. We don't have discrimination. Just live by that rule. You will never discriminate. You will never discriminate. You will never discriminate. And then start using that towards people of other races and other ethnic groups, etc. But if you're starting out with their sexual orientation or gender or those issues, fine. It's a starting place. Now we got to move him to some of the other areas of non-discrimination. But it's a good start. Rah, rah, Donald Trump.
That's that's a very wise commentary. Good for you, and uh, shows why why you're rich and and I ride the Ludlow City bus, which is a good bus company. I'm not saying it is. It's one it's of the finest. A, one of the finest. Some of the people that call us ride on it all the time. I, yes, they do. Yes. <laughs> so we have a and as uh, James Weston and uh, Hannah Matthew are setting up. I'm gonna talk about them in a second. I want to hype something that which actually relates to what they're about to do. If you are a fan of this show, thank you. We love that. Go on your cell phone or on the website and, and look beyond just clicking on the most recent podcast or for that matter, going to the archive of which there are now, I don't know, several hundred or so or Oh, 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 that, yes, yes. Yeah, how many do we have? No, let's see, two years worth, 50, there's over 100, it's 100 plus. Anyway. 104 shows. So. There's a listen live button, and the listen live button says, listen live relates to when the podcast is on, like right now, we're on live, we're streaming live, and we're on Facebook live, but most people probably listen to this on through the archives. But the listen live button, when it's not live, like 7.30 on a Tuesday night, is a huge loop of all of their songs performed by the artists who come in and perform. James Weston has two songs on there. James has been here before. Welcome oh. back, James. He is great. You're gonna love it. So it's kind of like it's it's kind of like a, a Pandora radio concept, where if you're sitting at your workstation or you're on a treadmill or whatever, and you're listening to our podcast. What's a treadmill? You can hit that. <laughs> Hit that button and you'll hear this as I say, this big loop. Jimmy Pruce, one of our uh, key tech guys, is putting these up uh, into the that Listen Live lineup of songs. And I think we're kind of caught up now, aren't we, Jimmy? Uh, got a few more Close. Ones, got a few, but we're getting there. So the point is there are many, many songs you can hear. And we are really stoked about the quality of music we get at Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fuller. Can we put uh, Save the Union Terminal in that loop? You know what? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. J Jimmy says no. It's not going up. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, good, good luck in your next job. <laughs> see, let's see, Jerry, that's a smartass. That's a smartass. That's, that's, that's not a quip. <laughs> that's Jerry being a smartass. Yeah. Of course, Jimmy was being kind of a smartass. Yeah. But, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Jimmy's not on mic, but, you know, they're going back and forth. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Do a song for us, James Weston, accompanied by Hannah Matthew. Let's hear it for these guys. And then we'll talk Hello. to them on the other side. Thanks for having us again. Uh, I would love to say right now, I don't know if Megan, I mean, she's, she's not on the phone anymore, is she? She's, I think she's, she's not. No, she's not. I wore cologne. She's probably into tonight. her third beer by now, but go yeah. ahead and go ahead. She would be, but it was a collect cologne. You what? Oh my gosh, you um, wore your special cologne for, for Megan. For Megan. All right, I hear you. Mm. All right, well, we'll let her know. She's I'll not text here. her. That. Just tell her I smelled real good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Gene, you can tell her. <laughs> James Weston. Uh, first tune we're going to do is a song called uh, Ticket to the Moon. This is a true story about a uh, uh, cosmonaut from the USSR that got left in outer space floating around the earth and they weren't able to bring him home and his life support ran out and he suffocated while looking at the earth trying to get home true story by the true way true story right. yeah google it you'll Tell find it. you'll find his name i can't pronounce it i got you i am in ludlow 
job. I mean, oh. these guys are both very talented, and yeah. we're getting to know James because he's, uh, you know, lives in Ludlow, and Hannah as well. And Hannah, I'm very proud to say, is the ukulele teacher for my 10-year-old granddaughter. Which yeah. Is cool. which, and Hannah's very talented, plays violin, plays a killer fiddle. <laughs> um, oh, and that's not even your primary instrument. Oh, this one is, yeah. Is it? Yeah. So, that is the... Violin. Okay, but what's the other instrument? I you... also play the viola. The viola, that's the one I was thinking. It's a bigger violin. Yeah. yeah, a bit bigger. And James, so I was reading the other day this uh, music blog, and I stumble on a fact that when you came out of high school back in 19, blah, blah, whatever it 1997. was. 1997. 1997. Did you, did you have that voice then? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a lot of whiskey and cigarettes right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> this will verify how much you love music. You get, as I understood from reading this, a full ride in football to, the, to a Big Ten school, the University of Wisconsin. Yes, I did. That's a big deal, the University of Wisconsin. That's not like a Mac school, you know, Ohio U or something. No offense to Ohio U. It's a great school. No, we were the players. Badgers, man. We had a good team. We had a good but team. But Wisconsin, and you then, uh, wow. so what happened? You got there. Well, I, uh, well here's what happened. I, I found a guitar in a dumpster behind a Super Kmart, and uh, I started writing songs. And so I was, uh, you know, in between practices and summer bowl, you know, I went to school. Yep. And uh, in between practices, I just wanted to play guitar. So I went to the coach and I told him, I'm dropping out of college and I'm going to be a musician. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, and, and, and here we are today and uh, yeah. you're about to head off again, which you do often, most yeah. summers or recently. Yeah. You go to England for pretty much the summer. Yeah, I got to tour I got, around England, do some festivals and got some cider festivals in uh, the southwest. You know, Somerset and all yeah. those places. And, uh, yeah. uh, I go out there, and um, uh, this year is going to be a blast because I'm doing a record with uh, Crystal Peterson and the Queen City Band. Oh, they're they were amazing. on the show. Yeah. They yes. were here. Yeah. yeah, the horn section stuff. So I have a 10-piece band at Southgate House on May 4th. Okay. And then I go to England, and then I come back, and I do the Whispering Beard Festival, which is oh, what Yeah, we did. Catfish here at Folk School Coffee Parlor, he yeah. and his brother and yeah. Buffalo Wobs uh, yeah. run. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We're doing the Beard Festival, and then me and Hannah are going to go to uh, on tour with Willie T. Taylor, a guy who plays here. He's been here yeah. a couple times, We're going times to Scandinavia, too. and we're going to... Oh, so I'll man. be on the road until November with man. lovely people. And, and Hannah, you came, by the way, from... You were a teacher in Chicago, Chicago Public Schools, for about a decade. That's correct. You're here kicking off another aspect of your career, and you are doing some stuff with some public schools, which I, I admire as a mm -hmm. former public school educator myself. Yes. But your life is like, wow, really turning <laughs> into something a little different. It's very exciting, and um, Ludlow is a big part of that. Uh, yeah. It drew us down here. There's such a great music community and a community yep. of creative minds that just uh, convene in such a beautiful space and a wonderful group of people that are very inspiring and encouraging. True and community. True community. Uh, yeah. James and I uh, live across the street. Exactly. He lives yeah. up on the top. We live down on the first floor, and we got musicians yeah, and you're between. Yeah, your significant other is part of the Harm Brothers. You've done a little backup for them We've over the played together, over time. absolutely, at the Whispering Beard Festival, and that's right. kind of what drew us down here is uh, after seeing everybody and meeting everybody and saying, you know, we want to cultural hub but a smaller cost of living yeah. <laughs> yeah. very Chicago. cool and um 
I appreciated my experiences that I had over the last decade in the teaching world in the Chicago Public Schools. It definitely nice. played a toll. So. I uh, decided to expand uh, my world out to Excellent. a new new location well, and I'm, new I'm things, excited so. also to live in Ludlow. I'm part of Jerry, this creative class in Ludlow. Uh, I'm here as well. How did you get Gene in? Gene was jamming on the front porch the other day. Yeah, yeah he Jay. does jam. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. He's like, it feels like New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. I look out the window of the Folk School Coffee Parlor, and James is over there just, you know, nonchalantly sitting out on the stoop, as you would say, if yeah, we were in Brooklyn stoop. or the Bronx yeah. or something playing and I grabbed my guitar which is sometimes in the back of my car and I go over and we did a couple songs and it did it felt it felt real comfortable too it didn't feel weird I'm pressing Jerry Springer to move to Ludlow and Jerry. run for mayor of Ludlow Jerry, mayor. Listen. Jerry. There's a house down the street for like twenty-seven thousand. There you go, man. Right. Twenty-seven thousand. You can buy it right out. Really? Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll replace well, the windows for free. Yeah, right. <laughs> Twenty-seven thousand. God, that's ten minutes of work. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's I'm what I'm saying. Oh, that's I'm a smart sorry. ass. That's a smart I'm ass. Sorry. Hey, do a second song for us, Jay. Uh, second song. All right, this song is called "Falling from Mars." I moved out to Los Angeles, California, when I first lived here, and I met Casey and all them. Uh, in in uh, Covington, and then I moved to LA to go right for my family. And uh, I don't want to get too political, but they're Scientologists. There you go. <laughs> and they stole this song, but I'm stealing it back because okay. it's mine. It's called Falling from Mars. Begging me to realize 
song uh, i found out a year later because i'm not connected to that song and uh, other than i wrote it yeah uh, <laughs> that song won feel good song of the year for the la film festival back in 2008 wow. and you feel wow. good song Sean. of the year yeah. oh that's like you're yeah. such a happy team yeah. <laughs> feels good. Good it felt yeah. so good this is great. James Wesson and Hannah mm. Mann. You're the best. You guys are great. We appreciate you it. To, you hey. Mm. Hey, hey, James, before you take us out, I want to urge people to go to your Facebook page because on there, yeah. I think that's where I read the blog about University of Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, but you, there's also like a story in, in video and maybe a festival you did last year in England where you played where I the piano played the piano <laughs> like it's a like a he's playing a digital piano yeah. here which is wonderful good Yamaha <laughs> but they you burned up the piano and I'm watching well, you play we actually and lit it on fire yeah and so you're playing it, and it's on fire all around. You're kind of backing off a little bit and yeah my friend Charlie bought that piano for 99p it, it, it was it was a really it was a kind of a bad piano, but like this <laughs> yeah. well, this so. many keys worked, you know. So I yeah. played I played the whole thing the whole weekend uh, the festival on that piano, and then he picked it up in his tractor and we moved it to the giant bonfire. We lit it on fire, and I played uh, uh, what's his name? Great balls of fire, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry yeah. Lee would have been jealous of that. Yeah. So now Amazing. I don't know. What, I don't know what I'm going to do with that festival this year. I yeah, you got to top that. How am you I going to do that? that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, go with us in space when the Jerry Springer yeah. podcast goes yeah. in space. There we go. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> Hey, Jerry, I'll be with you. Brother. I yeah. always wanted to go to outer space. Yeah. Yeah, really. I'll be the one that's not coming back. <laughs> <What> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, take us out on Down All by right, the Riverside. Right. James Wesson. Right, we're going to do this in the key of D. I don't know the key, but like, I'm going to do it in D. Hey, that's Jerry's key. Right. Is it's that one, your key? It's one of my five favorites. That's my favorite. <laughs> All right, yo. We're going to do this kind of gospel Everybody's yeah. got to sing, yo. Down my heavy load, down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside. Gonna lay down my heavy load, down by the riverside. Sorry, won't no more. I'm gonna story one no